Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Timmy Gibson Show. I love doing that. And I should have a pre-recorded so it's the same every time because I giggle as I do it sometimes. <laughs> it's fun watching you do Oh that. my gosh. <laughs> Pammy, it's good to have you back. It's so good to be studio, here. In yes, studio. Whereas yes. our last conversation was, where were you? I, I mean, at, I knew it was my phone, but yeah. you were where? Atlanta. Yeah. So yeah, but it was a, it was a great conversation. Who knew I could talk on the phone for <laughs> two and a half hours or however long it was. That was awesome. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. So we're going to do, I'm excited to announce ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be doing, um, a monthly, uh, dating talk and I'm excited us together, me and Pammy. So I'm excited yeah. because I think what, when it's Lance, you know, Lance and I, Lance and me, Lance and I, it's, you know, we're two dudes. <laughs> yeah. So like, you know, clearly there's, there's uh, some bias there because we don't know what it's like to be a female, right? I've always been a male. Um, so I think ha having a, a female perspective is invaluable, right? Especially for me as a guy, cause I date women. So Absolutely. And it's, and it's, uh, exciting for me because to get the male perspective, you yeah. know, those, those questions that come up when I'm listening to your podcast, I'm like, Oh, I'd love to ask that question. <laughs> I want to know what they think about this. I'm yeah. excited. Cause I think I'm going to be able to ask some of those questions and get some of these answers, but also, um, hopefully we can help some people, yeah. you know, hopefully yeah, like what the fuck is wrong with men? <laughs> is that what you want to ask <laughs> Tammy? <laughs> what is wrong but, with you, you know, guys? You, you brought it up Timmy. <laughs> Well, one of the things that, that we were talking about before we started recording that I said, man, we're going to, we're going to have no, no, uh, lack of material for no sure. shortage at all. No, not at all. But talking a little bit about toxic relationships to also about narcissism and you know, that, that sometimes I'm like, that's a trigger point for me because when I'm talking to a, a female and she's like, yeah, my last six husbands were narcissists, <laughs> I'm thinking, was possibly any of those husbands where you were con contributing to the failure of it? Or was it all the six narcissistic men that you were married to, you know? And so what, and what is she, what energy is she carrying that she brings that to her, you know, that she attracts that type of a person to her, right? which I think is a huge piece of dating is understanding who you are and where you are in your life. And is it a good time for you to be dating yeah. or is, is it time for you to step back and to just, you know, be with yourself? I mean, you've mentioned several times how you took time to just focus on meditating for a year and yeah. filling your, your mind with positive things and, and, joyful things and how that changed who you were yeah. at a very deep level. And I think that's an important, important piece. People don't realize they come right out of one relationship and want to jump right into something else. Well, then they attract the same thing yeah. because they haven't worked on themselves. Yeah. Yeah. If you've come out of a relationship, uh, whether it's a marriage or a long-term committed relationship and think that you have no fault or no, nothing to learn other than, and this is the other thing that rubs me wrong is when I hear people say, well, I, I learned that I'm too nice and I'm too forgiving. And I'm, I'm thinking what you learned, what you learned your problem was, is you're too perfect, <laughs> huh? And that you need to be able to recognize 
a crappy person next time better. Like that's your only fault is that you want to be better at being able to notice that stuff early. And I'm like, and I was telling, I was talking to a friend of mine today. We were talking about kind of this topic. And I said, you know, I have yet to meet someone that has gotten fired from a job that says, yeah, man, I got fired. Yeah. I mean, I just wasn't meeting the sales goal. I was a little lazy and, uh, you know, I was kind of taking my job for granted and, and no, no, I've never ever heard that. I hear my boss was an asshole. He required too much. He expected more than I was, I could give He, like, you know what I mean? In other words, and it's the, it's the, the same with it, divorce, breakups, job changes, all of that. There's a human element in all of us. I can't be at fault. Why'd you get fired? My boss is an asshole. Why'd you get divorced? My spouse cheated. Or why'd you get divorced? And maybe some of those things can be true. That might be part of the story, but it's not the, the whole story. And there's this something in us we can't go through a divorce and be at fault or we can't go through a divorce and not have there be a villain and a victim or the, the villain. Yeah. Like a villain. And then the victim, a lot of times people want to, you know, hold on to the victim mentality. You know, I've was the one that this bad thing was done to oh, really. Well, that's weird. Have you ever done anything bad to anybody? You know, and as a counselor or as someone that coaches couples, I can't tell you how many times I sit with just the husband and he tells me this, his side of the story, she's at fault. She's this, she's too, whatever. And then I separately meet with just the wife and talk about what's the problem in the relationship. He's an asshole. He's a narcissist. He's too controlling. It's so, <laughs> so which is it? Yeah it's so easy to blame. And I think that it, we do that to avoid pain. Yeah. It's much easier to blame yes. someone else for our situation than to actually take accountability for our own yeah. shit. And I, I'll be the first to admit I did that in my divorce. It was, it, for me, it was, it was the only way I knew how to get out. Yeah and to and to feel safe enough believing that it was okay for me to get out because you know the religion i was in or grew up in said divorce was wrong and no one in my family had been divorced and right. so for me to be the first to do that and and be okay with myself i blamed my ex's problems on you know my choice right because it was my choice right now I look at it and I see, yes, he did have those issues, sure. but I also contributed to those, you know, by enabling, I yeah. contributed to, uh, the issues by not speaking up and not saying what, you know, what I truly felt or what was bothering me. Yeah. We didn't communicate and that was part of my fault, you know, yeah. and it's taken me, it's been 12 years now. It's taken me that long to realize that. I can love him and I can accept where he is, but I can also do that for myself and realize that the divorce wasn't all his fault. Yeah. You know, I was married to him and we were in this together. You know, I had fault in it. Yeah. 
and and I'm okay with that. Yeah. But at, at the, in the beginning, and this, I guess my point is, I understand why people do that at first yeah. because of the pain. Yeah. And because to be scared. guilty, it's painful to yes. to recognize. I did that. Yes. Like I, yes. I was at fault. Or what will people think of me? And it's all of those, all of those things that come to mind when you say, Hey, I'm getting a divorce. And you tell, you tell one person, you tell the first person, you know, and you're nervous and anxious about telling that person, you're like, yeah, I think, I think my marriage is over. Then they accept it. They accept you. Yeah. And then you can tell that next person, next person. But when you first get, you know, you're first in that space, it's so scary because yeah. you've put so much into it. Hopefully yeah, you've put so much into it. And yeah. So well, I, I mean, just, I, I guess I, I understand both sides of it yeah. because I've been on both sides of it. Sure. I absolutely 100% support the idea that people need to own their shit yeah. and take accountability for their actions and their emotions. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's easy to, when, when there's like in a case where like a spouse cheated, right. That's easy to see, easy to point to, easy to identify. Like, what, what fault did you have in the relationship? I cheated or whatever it might be, you know, and that's instantly a small part. It's a piece of it. And not just, I'm talking about the piece of the guilt. It's, it's part of the piece of what I did wrong or what they did wrong. There's, there's a whole story there. You know, when you hear of the, of the wife that says, or the husband that says my wife just never had sex, you know, she didn't like sex. Well, then you, you talk to her and she owns that, but there was some kind of a past trauma that was coming up and, or, or, or whatever it might be, you know, I don't know. My hormones are just messed up. I just don't feel sexy anymore or on and on and on. It, there's, there's a l bunch of layers to even the thing that you can point to that someone did wrong, there's layers that are deeper than that for both people in the relationship. Does that make sense? Like Absolutely. there's, it's not just that. And people know that typically when they find out, Oh, why'd they get divorced? And someone names the reason why most people that have any kind of smarts about them are like, yeah, but there's a, but there's a story there. You know, there's, there's something there. I dealt with a couple that, um, in their particular situation, adultery or an affair was involved. And then when we unpacked this whole thing, I worked with this couple for almost a year and they ended up, they saved the marriage and stayed together and it's really beautiful, but man, they both had to get so raw and honest, even to the point of, you know, he cheated, but she got honest and said, you know, I wasn't pursuing him sexually. I had gained weight and didn't feel sexy at all. And so I quit doing a lot of the things that I used to do. I quit wearing outfits or I quit, you know, trying to be, trying to be sexy because I just didn't feel sexy anymore. You know, and their postpartum depression after the, like she really opened up and didn't, and she owned her shit saying, yeah, I gave up on our sex life too. And you know what I mean? I thought, and I told her to this day, I've told her, I said, I can't even tell you how impressed I am that you could have easily been the victim, your asshole cheating husband, you, you know, you were oh, this yeah. perfect wife and you never, you never did anything wrong. And he was an asshole for doing what he did. She didn't do any of that. You know, she, 
yes, acknowledge that's fucked up and wrong. But she also, in that same moment, took ownership for how she was a part of that whole mess. That's amazing. It is amazing. It really is. It's so rare. So yes. rare. Which is, I think, why they were able to repair the marriage. Absolutely. Uh, uh, you know, the, I still believe in that old Bible verse. The truth will set you free. You can only move forward in a relationship when there's 100% full honesty. There is no way forward. I've said this to a couple recently. I said, I'm going to tell you guys right now, there is no path forward outside of the one path of truth. You've got to be fully truthful with each other. And we have to be, we have to be just full on here. If you're still going to hide stuff, keep it secret and, and, you know what I mean? If you're going to oh, say, yeah. yeah, I mean, I looked at, you know, I looked at one porn picture, but the truth is you spent four hours looking at porn. Like there's a big difference between, yeah, I clicked on a picture and you looked at four hours. So the truth is what, what you have to really share with each other, which is, okay, I spent four hours watching porn and, you know, I didn't just kiss her. We did fuck four times and like you have to get honest and then from there, we can build from there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I don't think we're, I think there's a generation that's a little too honest sometimes that's coming you know, that's yeah. out there right now because of social media. We know too much about people, uh-huh. but. Um, At least it, what they it, want us to know. Exactly. It goes back to communication and authenticity. Yeah. And if you can't have that, if you can't have trust i mean there's so many elements to it but trust that you can communicate authentically with someone yeah. which is vulnerability you know being yet feel safe yes you have to feel safe yeah. and at our age dating people who have all the baggage and all of the history us included who you know it, it takes time it takes so much time to get to know somebody and to to trust enough to feel safe, to be vulnerable, to be, you know, to communicate. And I think that's, that's part of the, my frustration is that I'm in a place in my life where I feel, I feel very centered with who I am and how I see the world and want to find somebody who's also in that same place. And there's just not very many people that are in that same emotional realm that I'm in, you know, and yeah, uh, but well, it, wait till you get to my level, which is perfection. <laughs> you, oh yeah. Like I've are you made it. Yeah, well, I, I, been enlightened I, literally me. Pammy I'm there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If I can only meet someone at my level, where are you at? Yeah. At the top. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, I, I do think that it's invaluable for it's like that movie. Um, I've probably referenced this before liar, liar. If you haven't seen it, got to watch it. But when Jim, Jim Carrey, Carrey yeah. yes, when Jim Carrey has had, you know, his son made that wish when he blew out the candles and wished his dad couldn't lie. And so there was a moment where he was talking to his ex about something and he, they were talking about all the problems. They were fighting. And he goes, well, I'm, I'm a bad father. Like it was like he couldn't lie. He, so he. Because she was talking about, well, you're late, you're running late. And he goes, oh, I love my son. And I'm like, in other words, he was fighting for his non-guilt. He was fighting 
basically he was fighting. I'm a good father is what the fight. And then he finally, he was like, I'm, I'm a bad father. And it was just this, such a profound moment in that movie where he became self-aware. He, he realized it would be like much like a, a, a couple going through a divorce and both of them realizing I was a bad husband mm-hmm. to, or the why I was a bad wife rather than my husband was an asshole. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's what it was. Right. Okay. Just, it was your <laughs> husband, you know, yeah. or, or vice versa. The husbands that are like my wife, my ex-wife's crazy bitch, which, really? <laughs> and you were a perfect motherfucker <laughs> and she was just crazy. Wow. Huh? Okay. Like either side like that, it's just life is more nuanced than that. Mm-hmm. There's, there's such a bigger story. Now, could there be that rare story where some guy was a fucking piece of shit, narcissistic asshole, abusive? That's very possible. And so, yeah, 99% of the blame is going to go to that fuck guy, but there's still 1%, right? And so I think to move forward in life and I'm still on the journey myself. There is no at the top for me. <laughs> um, it's really coming to that awareness, like Jim Carrey's part in that movie where he said, I was a bad father to really look into your own soul and find out how could I be better? You know, what, how could I treat someone better and be a better husband to where, uh, a a wife would be like, oh my gosh, I'm you know the luckiest person in the world, and and then the husband to think I'm the luckiest guy in the world. You know, for both people to feel that they've really gotten lucky, not because of just how they treat each other, but how they treat themselves. You know, there it's the personal growth. I mean, that's been the biggest journey for me over the last two years. Absolutely, and I think that's where it starts. Yeah, you know, before you can even be in a a healthy romantic relationship or any relationship, yeah. whether it's with your boss, because I mean, you carry you wherever you go. Yep. So it, before you can even get there, you do have to work on yourself. You yeah. do have to become someone different. Otherwise you're going to get the same thing. The yeah. person you were talking about earlier, just the idea of, you know, my, I lost my job cause my boss is an asshole. Like, you know, I divorced because my ex is an asshole or whatever if you have, if you really truly believe those things, then your bosses are always going to be assholes and your wives, people you date are always going to be, you know, the same thing because you have that belief about them and you're going to continue to attract that type of a person into your life because that's what you believe. And so learning how to adjust internally. Yeah your own beliefs and your own awareness of where you're at. For me, I had to learn to be okay with all the fear-based emotions like sadness and um, anxiety and, you know, frustration and disappointment and all of the things. I have to be okay with them happening and them coming up in order for me to be authentic. Yeah. Before I, I, I lived in a world and and this was really, you know, based on my religious upbringing is that I had to, I had to be positive all the time. And my nature is to be a very optimistic person, but I also took on this, you know, this perfectionistic 
always must be happy. And, you know, all of those things appear happy. And I can't tell you the stress that it put on me, uh, you know, cleaning my house before guests came over to make sure everything was absolutely perfect. Yeah. Making sure that my outfits and my hair and makeup and all of those things were perfect yeah. for the situation. And just how, how much stress that put on me. I couldn't even be authentic. Yeah. I couldn't even be myself. I was so afraid to let anyone know that I was sad, that I wasn't happy in my marriage or, you know, whatever it is. So that's been the biggest piece of growth for me in, in just the last, you know, five or six years is it's okay. Yeah. It's okay for me to be sad. It's okay for me to be freaking joyful, you yeah. know? And if I want to live in a space of joy every day of my life, that's okay. Yeah. Well, and you mentioned this in, when you were first talking about, you know, the, the healing process after you've gotten out of a relationship, taking time for yourself to work on yourself. And I get the question all the time. How long should you go? How long should you, there is no exact number on that, you know, you, but the, the reality is you have to do it because much like, uh, a, a woman that would be in an abusive relationship and then, you know, she gets out of that abusive relationship and then what does she do? She gets into another abusive relationship. And, and that can stem, that can, there can be a million different reasons for that, but, but seems like I've seen a commonality in, well, they don't have a high respect for themselves. So it's like, I deserve this behavior. I'm worthless. So I deserve to be abused. And they don't maybe know that or think that consciously, but it's kind of a subconscious thing in them that I don't deserve to be treated great because I'm not great. And you know what I mean? There's yeah. some kind of an insecurity that's from whatever, you know, maybe their parents told them, which would, this would be shitty parents, but their parents, you know, maybe her parents, she grew up being told by her parents that you're not good enough. You're not pretty enough or you're fat or whatever. So she lives in a, in that vibe. That's her, that's the energy that she lives in, which is I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I'm fat. I'm ugly. I don't deserve to be treated well. Then that's then how sometimes people get into those yeah. toxic, fucked up kind of relationships where, you know, it's like, well, I mean, I have empathy towards you, but you did it to yourself. I mean, you're allowing that. Like after the first time he hit you, that should have been the last time you ever spent time with him. Like, you know, it's so easy, right. For me to say as an outsider right now. Um, but I've been in situations that, you know, you, scared like you said you're either scared or you're you start second guessing yourself you know maybe i deserve to be hit this time that time or you start making all these excuses and you know which again as an outsider looking in i mean we've talked about this you know there's things that you said to me and i'm like that's red flag yeah you know and you're <laughs> like <laughs> i know yeah, and you know yeah. it's, but it's like as an outsider because i'm not emotionally mm -hmm. invested in right. it so I'm just hearing the information going, oh yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> but to a person that's, well, yeah, but, but he, you know, but he's sweet or but he's rich or, oh, but she has big boobies. And it's like, right. yeah, but dude, that that's super toxic. Yeah, but her boobies, <laughs> that's toxic. <laughs> yeah, but her boobies, <laughs> you know, yes, guys can be yes. mesmerized by, you know, yes. sex or mm -hmm. boobies and totally make excuses like, well, you know, he's got, I'm making this shit up, right? But it's like, 
he doesn't have a job. Yeah, but he has abs. <laughs> <laughs> right. And if, yeah. if abs are what you want, <laughs> you know, more power to you. Yeah. Then you know? just don't be upset about him not having a job. Right. Because right. sometimes if you have a job, you're probably not going to have uh, abs. You don't have right? the time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's, unless that is your job. Exactly. Well, my favorite is uh, the person who, uh, and I've done this from experience. So, I mean, I'm not speaking down about this, but I, my favorite thing to hear, it's not because it's humorous to me, is, you know, someone comes, breaks up with somebody and they're, they're like super pissed off. They just broke up with this person. Like, I'm going to get on Bumble. And you're like, <laughs> do you really think that's a good idea right now? You're pissed off. What kind of person do you think you're going to find on Bumble if you're pissed off? What kind of energy are you taking to that? Yeah, you're you know? not going to. Yeah. Yeah. And it's or, or they're so sad and broken hearted. And and they're like, well, I, I'm just going to put myself out there because, you know, but they haven't dealt with the sadness. What do you think they're going to get? It's the same thing. It's a pattern inside ourselves that we carry and we perpetuate yeah. and until we break the pattern, until we recognize it and just, you know, yeah. move past that, yeah. it's going to continue to create the same thing over and over so again. So what, what I think that uh, as we're talking, I'm thinking I can hear the listeners thinking, saying, well, so, you know, how do you, you know, what do you do? How do you do it? How do you grow? How do you learn? How do you develop and all that stuff? And then I, I always hear this question in my mind is, you know, what, how much time? Well, let's, let's just say this. I'm pretty firm on this part. If you're not divorced yet, if you're just separated, like you don't even need to ask on time, no. at least you need to be fucking divorced before you start dating like that. That would be the jumping off point. Now I'm not, I used to be before I got divorced, you know, I used to say, you need to take one month for every year you were married. And I'm thinking, well, dear Lord, that, that'd yeah. be, that's a long <laughs> fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> um, ironically, the truth about that is though, it's taken me about that long, um, to fully be in a position where I was deeply ready. Like I'm ready to be in a committed relationship, but I dated, uh, I mean, I've been dating and having physical intimacy. I don't know how to put that. <laughs> I'd have a, a raunchy <laughs> have way to a way. say it. <laughs> you want me to say it? <laughs> you know, I, I was living wild over the last couple of years, um, but my heart was not available. Um, and most women that I went out with, of course, not most, all of them, I was honest with that about, uh, most of them could pick up on it. And they were like, oh, you're don't, I can only tell you're, you're around for fun, which I'll have some fun with you, but I know you're only ready for fun. And because they were further along in their journey, you know, I, I had that happen several times where I kind of was like, Oh, I really kind of liked this person. And they're like, Timmy, I like you too, but yeah, you're not, you're not ready for a committed relationship. You know, I've been divorced for five years. You've only been divorced a year, you know? And I was like, at first I was like, Oh, I'm ready. You know, in my <laughs> mind, like, eh. then, then I realized, okay, you gotta take some time. So at least you gotta be divorced, divorced. Um, and if you're in one of those long drawn out ones, I'm sorry. And I don't know. I really don't know what to say about that. You know, that sucks. Like if my divorce would have been a three year thing, holy shit. Like no fucking way. I'm waiting three years to, 
to date? Well, and mine took a year and a half to finalize. Sheesh. And and I did date. I actually got right into a relationship when I was, sep- you know, before I was divorced, yeah. I should say. Which I would have told you not to you do. You would have told me it's probably I'm why I didn't, probably why, <laughs> probably why I didn't meet you back then. Like, <laughs> I'd be like, fuck you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we yeah. would never smoke again. That's right. <laughs> but, um, and I, so I agree with you. I do, I've, I've had this, um, the idea that, um, for myself, I don't want to date someone who is newly or nearly divorced. Yeah. Even after someone is fully divorced, there's still that time. I just know from experience. I mean, you just, it, especially when you've been married as long as you and I were married, um, yeah. to our exes, you, you, you don't know a lot about yourself. And yeah. you don't know you a lot know about what you, you don't. And so <laughs> you need time to figure that out. And jumping into a relationship just because you sign the papers one day and then the next day go to the bar and pick somebody up isn't going to be a good situation because you still haven't done the work. Yeah. You know, now it, here's just, what I would say. And I'm curious what you think about this, Pammy. Um, so me as a guy, I was, you know, having physical intimacy the the day that my divorce was final like that's when it started for me literally that night i became free and single and but and again you know here this is my this is what i do kind of for a living all this whole world you know so all the stuff i'd been teaching as a married guy all of a sudden i'm faced with all of this this stuff you know and so I remember looking in the mirror a lot saying, okay, what would I tell a newly divorced, you know, like all this stuff and what I would have, what I did tell people and what I would have told people at that moment before of all that I've experienced, um, then I know I would have said, yeah, when you're, if the ink's not dry on your divorce, you, you know, I wouldn't have recommended at all what I ended up doing, but what I did do and and don't regret at all is that what I got, I, I, I allowed myself to be physically intimate, you know, immediately after the divorce, but I was guarding my heart the whole time. And I was honest because my, the old Timmy would have done whatever I would have needed to do to get in a girl's pants. You know, I would have, Oh, I'm ready for a relationship. You know, I've been divorced for seven years, you know, even though it happened yesterday. Like (laughs) I was just, I was that way. I was a little bit. Yeah. I mean, that was just, that was, that's an old part of me that, that I'm not ashamed of. I mean, it's part of who I was. Um, but I came from a very, you know, uh, oddly enough, it came out of my religious upbringing, which is hide and cover up your sin, present beauty, only beauty, only correctness, only Right. It's the pastors coming to the house, hide the liquor, put away the marijuana, <laughs> clean plants, the house, clean the house. Right. Don't we don't want them to see how we really live. Yes. And so I think a lot of that stemmed from that. So one of the things that I've one of the lessons that I'm learning in my life is that honesty is always the best policy. And I was amazed how many women that when I said, hey, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not available to you know, I just got divorced. So I, I can't be in a serious relationship, but I'm down to have some fun. Most women appreciated my honesty and said, okay, right. Like, let's have some fun. They were, they were okay with that. And so it's like, I didn't, wouldn't even needed to try to act like I was ready to be in a serious relationship and ready to be there. 
No, I wasn't. And I wasn't going to lie to anybody and say I was. No, I'm not. Yeah. And, and, and it didn't do anything but make for a bunch of great experiences. <laughs> you had a lot of <laughs> like fun. Like a whole, whole bunch of fun. <laughs> and I think that, I think, well, I know I appreciate honesty. I mean, I've had people be honest with me about certain things. And in fact, it impressed me. Maybe this is TMI, but there was a person that I was, went on a date with and it looked like it was, was going to go there. And they said, I have herpes and I don't have a flare up right now, but I do want to be honest with you that, you know, I have herpes, whatever. I was so like, as weird as this sounds, I just remember thinking, Oh my gosh, thank you for like, that's so selfless. You, because I might be like, uh, you know, yeah. Which unfortunately I was like, oh, it makes me really nervous. <laughs> like it just, yeah. you know, because I don't have, and so I don't want to have that. Um, so that was just a, I don't know. I was just, this, again, it was weird as this maybe sounds. It just really like touched my heart. And I was so impressed with what I would have said is, or what, what I would say is her character that she was willing this is going to sound douchey now but she was willing to you know not she was willing to give up great sex with me (laughs) 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 not true but i just i was just touched by it that she was willing to sacrifice having sex to be honest Mm -hmm. and if that meant that i said uh yeah i can't she was willing to like i'm going to be honest yeah. You know, it's like being honest about your, if you're selling a car and you don't want to say that, oh yeah, it's a piece of shit. And I literally put bandaid on it to, and there's duct tape holding it together. Please buy it from me. And when the yeah. person says, is there anything wrong with it? Why are you selling it? Oh, I just want to get something new. No, nah, it's been a great car. <laughs> That's not true. Right. You know, so uh, I just decided I don't want to be a used car salesman type guy in my dating life anymore. Well, and what great practice for a relationship when you were ready for your heart to be open to practice that honesty in a way that that is you know it, it might seem simple or you know not hard and yet that's a that's a hard conversation for a lot of people to have because they're so bent on the end result or they have an expectation of this end result not willing to put themselves in that position of it not happening but it's well, such, especially, gosh, as a yeah. guy, I can remember times that, yeah, there were women I was out with. I would have told them anything they would have wanted to hear. Right. Are you vegetarian? I am now. You know? <laughs> Today I am. Just <laughs> are, started. Are you a Christian? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> you know, I mean, I would have just really tried to conform yeah. because I really wanted to, you know, see those boobies. Mm-hmm. So I would have. Yeah. And, and, you know, thank God I didn't do any of that. Um, but the, the, you know, the old Timmy, you know, the old, old, uh, had just grown up in that lie, hide, steal, you know, it's, yeah. And again, it's, it's, it, it's the, the facade going back to the Bible, Pammy, you know, it's when Jesus says you work, you're working on the outside of the cup and you're forgetting about what's inside the cup. Mm -hmm. And that's such a powerful concept of when we say when you say and i say you know taking time to work on yourself 
after the divorce or after the breakup or just after you move out of your parents' house, yes. like <laughs> just working on yourself, that's, that's what that's referencing, mm -hmm. you know, that, yeah, there is the inside of the cup and there's the outside of the cup. And, and my philosophy would be work on both, but like I collect coffee mugs, you know, this, mm -hmm. I got coffee mugs in there and I wash the outside of the cup for the way it looks to, to everybody and myself. I wash the inside of the cup because that's the part that I'm going to be drinking and putting inside my body. So both matter, you know, what matters more? Well, if it was dirty and the insides clean, but the outside was dirty, well, I would still, it would still be usable. Yeah. But if only the outside is clean and the inside is dirty, you think I'm going to drink anything out of that? No way. No. And to me, I, I would equate that to our lives. Like, the dateable, you know, is my physical, is Timmy's physical dateable? Oh, fine. For whoever would be into what I look like. But is Timmy ready on the inside? And that's the question. And that's the question that people need to ask themselves when they do get out of a relationship, regardless of how long they've been in. The, I don't care if it's a two-week relationship. At the end of those two weeks, ask yourself, what did I learn about myself? Yeah. What did I learn about myself? Yeah. What can I change about myself? Not for someone else, but for who I want to be. Yeah. Was I, was I 100% myself in this relationship or was I not? And if you were not 100% yourself in a relationship, then there's something to adjust. And yeah. So I've, I, I've found it, Pammy, it, it, this is, I'm glad we're going in this direction. Cause I think this is a big piece of, 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 of the recovery journey and the self actualization or self-awareness piece it's it's easy to wash the outside the inside is a little bit more challenging and it, it goes with you know someone who uh and i hear this a lot that i, I guess i never knew him and i'm not talking about a, like a long-term marriage but like a, a long they dated for several years and it's like i guess i just never knew him or i didn't realize he had a gambling problem or i didn't he never told me or she never told him both it goes both ways she never told me about her debt you know she acted like she was debt free but she wasn't why well we're hiding and lying and covering up things that we ourselves are ashamed of and you're not going to be able to have a relationship based on fucking lies right you know you you if you're, if you are, oh, I guess I should have turned my phone off, Pammy. <laughs> you know, if you're going to present yourself to someone as uh, successful and, and, you know, well-to-do financially, that you are hurting not only them, you're hurting yourself because you can't hide that forever eventually she'll or he'll find out you're broke you're in debt you got it's like you can't i, I find it just it's like mind-boggling i'm like how long did you think you were going to be able to hide that from yeah. me yeah that you have 73 children that you didn't tell me <laughs> but like eventually yes. you know what i'm saying like yes. eventually the thing that you think that you think makes you undateable you know it's, I, I talked to a woman the other day, Pammy, she hired me for some coaching sessions. She dated this guy for six months, had never seen his place Oh my gosh. where he lived. Had she, 
she would have seen that he was married. Oh, <laughs> wow. I'm like six oh, wow. months. You dated this guy and you never found it oddly somewhat suspicious that he always came to your place and you never saw his place. <laughs> That's, you know, and that is the, the blindness that happens when, when, right. You get an eye, get into a relationship and in those, those blinders come on because, oh my gosh, you don't want that to be true. Right. We have such a connection or they're, you know, they're so thoughtful or we have so much fun together, but behind the scenes, all the red flags are there. You just don't see them because you're so into the things that, that are clicking. Yeah. You want to believe everything right. that you're feeling yes. or thinking the is feeling, true. Yes. It, it gets those, true. it gets those happy, good feelings going. Yeah. And you're thinking about all those things and focused on that, that you miss, I <laughs> miss the bigger, more important uh, things yeah. to look at. And um, case in point, I mean, yeah, it would, it would it ever have ever occurred to her. Probably not. I right. mean, obviously it didn't occur yeah. to her to, to ask that. Well, question. she found, well, she found it suspicious. And, and again, this is why it's so good to have a good community around her, mm -hmm. around you saying that to all yes. of us listening, me, you and everybody. Cause she said, she was my girlfriends would ask me about it and be like, don't you think that's weird? You've not seen his place yet. Maybe he, you think he's married. No, he's not married. Well, it's, that seems a little weird. Like, but somehow it, it's, it's, you know, confirmation bias. So, you right. know, the echo chamber, you're like, you're, you so bad. Well, you so bad like him or you mm -hmm. so bad want this to be the one you want it to work out because there are certain things that maybe are good in the relationship and you just so bad want it to be good that you, you ignore the red flags that all your friends are seeing, yes. all that everybody sees your family. Like it's, it, I've heard that story over and over and over. Yeah. My family always was, you know, suspicious or my sister was always mm -hmm. suspicious about him or my brother always wondered about her and thought it seemed weird. Like those phrases, mm -hmm. if, if you're listening to me right now and Pammy, and, and those are the phrases that you're, you're hearing from your friends, dig into that. Pay attention. Pay, Pay attention. attention. If, yes. if your friends or your family are saying, well, that doesn't that seem odd that, you know, that he doesn't, you know, come home until a certain time or <laughs> doesn't it seem odd that, you know, he doesn't come back dirty from work, but he supposedly works as a roofer. Like, yeah. like, and these are all real, like these statements are stuff that I've heard in counseling sessions. And I'm like, wow. So I get it because I've, I've liked a girl so much that for example, case in point, you, you challenged me on this. Well, you know, if I really like her, if she wants to have kids, you know, I'd be open to that. No, you wouldn't. No, <laughs> no Timmy. I finally had, right. I yeah. finally had to be honest with yes. myself that yes. Oh, totally right. can be with a woman that has kids. Right. Uh, but Timmy doesn't want to be impregnating anybody right this right. moment, nor do I want to ever. Uh, impregnate someone and start over at 52 with a little bitty baby. Um, and I love kids and I, and I love kids. Right. Um, and even like an adoption of a, of a little older child would not be out of the question either. Like I'm open, but not 
No, I have to be honest with myself and it would be unfair for me to think I could mold myself into what she would maybe want mm -hmm. and try to convince myself. Well, yeah, I know you'd want kids. To, you'd love to have a, you'd love mm -hmm. to do that. Too. No, you wouldn't. Yeah. No, you wouldn't. So I think it's, I think it's that kind of a scenario that we lie to ourselves because we like this person. Mm -hmm. And so we tell ourselves lies. We don't listen to the, to the criticism of our friends and family who are trying to root like you, a good Timmy, you've said you think you don't want kids <laughs> you don't like want you kids. don't. Yeah. And it, it's, I had to be honest and go, don't. And that's hard too, especially when you really like somebody and no. even less, um, of a, for me, um, I want to live, I want to live near the city. Yeah. Like I, I've lived, I lived in out in the country, was married, living in the country for 17 years. Didn't, it wasn't my thing. Like I missed my friends. I missed being close to all the action and the, you know, just the energy that comes from living close to a city, a downtown area. Now yeah. I live close to a downtown area and I don't want to live in a suburb. And yet I dated someone who lived in a suburb and I found myself adapting to that saying, Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Even he said, yeah, I mean, I, we could get an apartment downtown and then just have, you know, whatever. And I found myself, you know, giving up this idea and this lifestyle that I want for a relationship. Yeah. No. Yeah. You're willing it, to it, compromise. Uh, and yeah, I think it, in a yeah. relationship, there, there is going to be compromise. There's Absolutely. no way you can be in a relationship clearly without some kind of compromise. Absolutely. But when it's something big, mm -hmm. you know, like babies. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and for me, I mean, because babies are off the table, <laughs> but where I live is important to me. It really is. It yeah. is, it, it, being separate from this, the energy of this city does something to me. Mm -hmm. And, and it just, it not, I'm not saying that I couldn't do it for a couple of years, you know, just in a transition, yeah. but it's not where I want to live. I want to live downtown yeah. or close to downtown or within minutes of downtown. That's just who I am. So yeah, that's not babies, but that's right. still something for me. It's like, if someone well, I'm dating deal. doesn't want that and they want to live out in the country, well then they're not for me because yeah. I'm not living out in the country. Yeah. I, 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 I would, yeah wouldn't survive. No, no. I, <laughs> so. and I lived out in the suburbs uh, out in Olathe, Kansas, which I love. It's a great city. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know anything bad yeah. to say about yeah. it, but it was great when I was married and had, you know, smaller kids now. Hell no, 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 no. Would never want right. to live out there. Not as a single dude. No way. Yeah. Um, I, I think, and I, I, I was mentioning how, you know, when I was fresh out of my divorce, how that when I was going out, I was very honest about where I was you know, newly divorced. I know that might not be what you want, you know, and I, and it not only, not only did it often was fine and the woman appreciated the honesty in the times where she appreciated it and was still up for the fun. That was great. And when she was appreciated the honest honesty and, and wasn't up for that, like, no, I'm, I'm looking for someone that is ready to date. Uh, yeah. I mean that there was a few times that hurt, you know, that I was like, dang it. See, I should have just acted like I was ready for a relationship. So I could have gotten her pants, you know? And, um, but looking back on it, I'm like, nope, honesty is always the best. And here I am now, you know, two yeah. over, 
well, two years out of my marriage. And, and, you know, I find myself, uh, I met someone not too long ago and they're, they just got divorced. Like, and I was like, ah, you know, you're not ready for anything mm-hmm. but fun. And I could tell even they were like, well, no, I mean, you know, no, 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 no. Well, I'll have fun with you. Totally. I'm totally down for that. But I can't date you. Like, in other words, I can't commit to just right. you. Right. Uh, I, I'll definitely I mean, have fun with you because I will. But we can't get into some kind of monogamous committed relationship when you're fresh out of your divorce. And I'm, you know, two years now, yeah. like I'm, I am ready. You're not, I definitely don't want to get in a relationship with you and get hurt. And I'm your rebound guy. Yeah. You know, especially when I'm like, yeah, I could see myself liking this person. And you know, I, I actually experienced that. I don't know if you experienced this at all. I did have someone asked me the day they said, have you had, um, how they word that they said, have you had your rebound? You know, have you had your rebound? And I was like, uh, yeah, not my rebound. Like I was, you know, moved in with someone and we were going to get married, but I had those, those couple relationships where in one in particular, where I definitely was catching the feels as they say, you know, it ended up being, she was, she was recently divorced. I was recently divorced. She was in old full just transparency. She was quite a bit younger than me. And, and she also, you know, she wanted kids and all that stuff. And, and, uh, I was uh, honest, you know, told her where I was and she was like, me too. I just got whatever. And so we both were like, okay, great. Well, I ended up catching feels for, and, and it was a timing thing, I think, because we went, we spent Thanksgiving together, Christmas and the new year together. And it was like a real critical time, like right out of my marriage. Right. So like, it was just a critical time. I remember her very well because we spent my first holidays single together. Right. And then my first birthday, I remember the other girl I was with because she threw a big birthday party for me, very touching and important parts of my journey. But that was my, probably my rebound. Cause I, I caught feels and I know I wasn't ready, but spending that much intimate time together. And she was super cool. Like I really liked her. She was fun. She was funny. We did gel and the intimate time was fabulous, you know? So, so that was really cool. Um, and yeah, she broke up with me. Penny. Hurts, doesn't it? <laughs> it did because she said she could feel that I was yeah. catching feels and, and she was with kudos to her. Cause she was, she was aware of that, you know, she just got divorced. So she only wanted to have fun and I did too. <laughs> That's what I said. Right, right. And it just yeah. so happened that I caught feels after yeah. three months and, and she didn't yeah. <laughs> shocking. Yeah. How could yeah. that be Pammy? Gosh, I, <laughs> I thought I was hotter than that. <laughs> I thought I was a better catch than that. Wait a minute. I'm telling this story wrong, Pammy. She caught feelings Super for me. <laughs> so I'm like, yo, we can't do this, right? No, it wasn't. I, I caught the feels and, and she broke up with me, but it, and, but it was the greatest thing ever. I was in no condition, nor yeah. was she, right. uh, to be in any kind of a, a, a real committed relationship. Um, I mean, we were committed to have fun, sure. which that was fun. Um, but yeah, as soon as I started asking, like, I remember how it came up and this led to the, to the breakup is we were trying to schedule our next intimate 
time. Yeah, I was like, so what about Thursday? You know, and she's like, oh, I got something else going on. I was like, and there was just something in me like, well, what do you have going on? I shouldn't have asked that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I was like, well, wh- what are you doing? <laughs> she goes, well, I've, I have plans. I'm like, I said, are you going out with somebody? You know, and I knew as I'm saying it, I'm like, Timmy, sh- just shut up. Schedule the <laughs> session for lovemaking. Stop <laughs> Another asking her. Like, now you're trying to be boyfriend material. You know, I couldn't stop myself, Pammy. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. stop myself from then because it was right soon after that. It wasn't like that night. It was soon after that. You know, she was grabbing her phone one time after our intimate time. She grabbed her phone to go in the bathroom. And I'm thinking, I'm like, what does she do? Who's she texting? Yeah. You know, it's just like, it was fucking oh, with yeah. my head. And yeah. I was like, okay, Timmy. And then she, I mean, she broke it off. But I remember being aware, like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> like, I've caught some feelings for this girl. You know, I'm still tender. I'm so raw from my divorce. I was vulnerable. Like I gotta get, I gotta get better about this. I gotta figure out a way to be able to be intimate and not get attached. Not entirely certain how to do that, though, Pammy. What do you think? Well, I'm just, I'm just wondering now. Therapize me. Said, well, now that you've said that, okay, so you had that situation, and immediately after that situation, you decided to to date another girl. Shut your heart off. Oh. Shut your heart off and just go physical. Yes. So you, so yes, that is true. Okay. Actually. So think about that. Think about how it hurt enough that you no longer wanted to put yourself in that position and rightly so. I mean, yes, you were just out of, you know, your, your marriage and you did need time, but you also, you also created a new way of being. Yeah. So now where are you now? Are you, well, now you know, I'm on the, uh, now I'm on the side that she was on, which, and this happened not too long ago. There was a girl that I connected with. She was 31. So older than many of the girls I've been date, I had dated. <laughs> Pammy, Pammy's giving me the eye people. She's giving me the eye. Um, so, you know, so she was, you know, older, I was getting older and older and older this time, dating older and older. They're, they're eventually yeah, going to meet they're up they're with you. Yeah, like now I am dating women in their forties and, and talking to someone. So anyway, um, really great girl. Like I really liked her. Uh, and she really liked me. She wanted babies. Um, so the good news is with this situation, I, I said, like, I can't be monogamous. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to have fun with you because I, you know, I'm very attracted to you and I enjoy intimacy too. With you, but I can't give it what you want. Like I can't give you a, a baby. And then I knew even she was kind of catching feels for me to where she was like, "Well, maybe I don't want kids." I'm like, "Yeah, you do." Like, I didn't say this to her, but I'm right. in my mind. You I'm, knew. I, yeah. yeah. I mean, we had one conversation about all this, and that's what I I told her. I said, "You know, I I can't give you what what you want, and I feel." I don't feel like that's fair for me to continue to, I can't be exclusive with you. Like, mm-hmm. and that's what made her break up with me, Pammy. She basically <laughs> yeah. was just like, if you can't be monogamous with me, then I can't. That was her criteria. Right. right. Um, my criteria. And, and I, and I liked her enough that there was a part of me that's like, you can do it. Just, but I, I was like, I can't, I can't because I know I can't give you what 
you need. And I'm not going to take kids away from you for Pete's sakes. And I definitely don't, you know, especially being that young, I would hate to like get all tied up, get married to her. And then five years down the road, she's like, man, Timmy's a fucking grandpa. (laughs) 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 I'm going to leave his sorry ass and get some young buck who wants to impregnate me. So, you know, there was all of that going on, you know, and again, I'm having more of this conversation with you than I did with her. Um, I need to be better about that, but it's hard to be honest sometimes in that way. It's like, it's, yes. it's easy to be honest, uh, like about, right. Hey, I'm only here for sex. Once the emotions get involved, it's really tricky. I mean, it, it, for me, it's very hard to be honest once the feelings get involved. Yeah. When you're, when you're first dating someone, it's easy to, to share everything, you know, and be completely transparent. But once the, the emotions get involved, then expectations come in and old beliefs and patterns. And, you know, you know, I was honest with this person and then they broke up with me the next day. And therefore I have tied them breaking up with me to being honest. honest. Therefore I can't be honest, you know? So there's all those things that come up and it's scary. It, it's very scary. I've but, ghosted people and I know I've ghosted. I've been ghosted. I, Have you ever ghosted anybody? No, I don't. Wow. No, Pammy. No, you're like the model break <laughs> You always give some kind of I, a, like, I, I'm, I'm a communicator. Man. And so I thought I was, I just, you know, and I, with your definition of it's only ghosting if you've been intimate with them or had several dates with them. Yeah. If you just had a coffee date and you never talked to them again, that's not that's, ghosting. Yeah. No. yeah. Um, there have been, there may have been one or two like that, but I'm, I'm not, I don't, I want to know, you know, if something's, if something is finished, I want to know it's finished and I don't need to necessarily know why or, you know, but just, Hey, you know, I just, to me, it's just, it allows the person to close the door, you know? And I don't believe we're here to give closure for everyone. But I do think for me personally, in my integrity, I don't, I don't want to leave someone just wondering, you know, I want to be honest in that way and say, how do you, so how do you, because I've actually, yeah, this, this would, this is very vulnerable for me to say, cause I'm, I'm here. I am the date coach, the relationship coach, the, all that. Hey, we're doing a podcast, I mean, Timmy. For so for fuck's sakes, I better get better. <laughs> Two single kids and their fifties. I mean, you know, it's 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 the whole um, you know, I, I've never wanted to be the kind of person that what people hear through podcasting or what you know, what I present through podcast isn't in alignment with me as a person in real life, right? I've never wanted to be that way. But there have been those moments, you know, I preach against ghosting someone after you've been intimate. Now, ghosting and there, cause there's a fine line. I, I had something happen to me last year. I was intimate with this person for a bit, like we were, but there was no exclusivity. There was no, will you be my girlfriend, boyfriend? There's no, no talk of we're an item, but we were being intimate and spending time together and talking pretty regularly. And then the last time we were together, I just, I just recognized that, no, like, this is not, you know, she's cool. Like she was a cool person, uh, but it just wasn't the one. Right. And, you know, I don't have to villainize her. Right. Well, she was just a crazy witch. No, <laughs> no, she wasn't. Yeah. She was, she was sweet. She was, there were so many things about her that I really liked. That's why I was really trying to give it a, give it yeah. a little go of it, yeah. you know, and see what happens. And after, I don't know, I'm maybe a month and 
you know, several dates and hanging out and all that stuff. Uh, just after the last date, I didn't text back as much and I was, you know, fewer contacts, but she, she didn't really pursue me either. Like, so I didn't feel like it was ghosting. Like I didn't just, I didn't just block her on Facebook and ghost her, ghost her, ghost her. I just, my text rather than being daily were every other day. And then a few days, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it just got less and less. Yeah. So maybe technically that wasn't that, ghosting. That, to me, that's not ghosting. Yeah, because she could is, have asked me, what's, right. like, you seem distant. Yeah. Because I would have said. I, but I just didn't want to kick off the conversation and be like, right. hey, Pammy, the last time you were here, I just realized you're just, you're not the one. And so there's no point in wasting your time or my time with each other whenever your one is still out there. My one is still out yeah. there. And if we're fucking around with each other, we're each going to miss our person. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, I don't even think you need to go to that depth yeah. i mean i, I had what do you say like if you've gone I, I if just, you've been intimate and you you all of a sudden no longer want to be intimate what's that conversation look like i usually it's usually um i just don't i don't feel like we're in that we want the same things like we're in alignment it's usually not about the you know the intimacy you don't piece just like uh just let's just go away and not return texts anymore no i don't i just can't i, no. I can't do that and um, I actually had this happen to me, uh, recently, very recently where, um, I was, I had been dating someone or we had had a couple dates and we'd been talking and, and timing and schedules didn't work out. And, um, early on he had said to me, are you going to ghost me now? Are you going to ghost me now? You know? And, and I was like, no, I, that's not who I am. I'm not going to do that. Why would I do that? You know, like, I'm just like, I'm, you know, I'm into you. So why would I just ghost you? He ended up ghosting me. I kid you not. It just, it blew my <laughs> mind. Yeah. And I just, in, in, in it, I'm like, people See, that's don't the guilty realize, conscience. but people don't realize the, how much their beliefs about things create. You know, he also said to me, this seems too good to be true. And I was like, you just fucked this relationship because that's a belief that you're going to hang on to. Eventually it's going to be too good to be true. And you, then you ghosted. So, I mean, it's just like, but I, I, I didn't hear from him. So I texted him and I said, haven't heard from you, you know, for several days. So I'm guessing that you've moved on. That's fine. But it would have been nice if you just had been able to tell me that, yeah. you know, Good luck or whatever. Have yeah. you know? So I got never, Ed over here knocking on my door every day. I need to be able to. <laughs> never heard from him. You know. Oh, he it, never even replied. Never replied. See, that's yeah. fucking shitty. See, and I and, and and I would never have expected it from him. That's the thing. It's like, but if that's the kind of person he is, I don't want to be dating that kind of a person anyway. No, you do not. So no, it's not. like that. That was yeah, to me. I was like level. getting. You know, I. I yeah. think I got lucky on that. You know, yeah, because but. anybody that I'm so yeah, let me clarify then, because maybe I'm not as bad as I thought I was. So for me, I had had that been you and me, and you just said, "Hey, I'm just guessing we're not whatever." I would have for sure replied and just said, "Yeah, I know. I think you're really cool, but right. I just wasn't feeling it." Yeah, like I would give you that. I wouldn't ignore you. So, so I've never done that, and if. <laughs> I mean, things I have, send me a text like that and I'll <laughs> clear this up. Um, yeah, I, I won't, I won't ghost or block unless someone was a fucking crazy. Like if something was actually crazy, crazy, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm blocking you and you're not going to ever get a response from me ever. 
Um, but that's not, nor that's not, I don't, I've really never met a lot of crazy women. Yeah. And I mean that sincerely, like I'm not, I'm being serious. I, I don't attract crazy. Um, I usually can sniff it out pretty quick and, and I just don't give, like, I don't, I have a friend that he always dates crazy girls and I sniff crazy from a mile away. Even when I'm thinking, man, she would be fun. Yeah. Like I could just get into this for the next couple nights and have a blast. I'm like, nope, it's not worth yeah. it. Crazy. I'm not jumping in bed with crazy. <laughs> like it's just not worth right. it to me. You know, just no way. I don't know why, why, what was I saying that maybe go off on being able to. Well, being able to, to, I guess, put a period at the end of the relationship. Oh yes. <laughs> you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that I think it's important. You know, some, some people for whatever reason want closure all the time, you know, and some I've heard of stories of guys that like, I'm like, dude, you guys never had sex. You've just been texting. Yeah. And I just don't know what she's like, dude, drop that out yeah. of your fucking mind. Right. You're you're sounding a little goofy in the head. You've only been texting through a freaking dating app right. and you're upset that all of a sudden she's not replying to you anymore. Well, yeah. like I, and I get it. Like I've been on dating apps before and I've thought I was having a great conversation with somebody and then all of a sudden they're gone <laughs> and all of a sudden they're gone. And, and I'm like you all sometimes, not always, because sometimes I wasn't feeling it either. And I'm like, Oh, right. fuck, thank yeah. you. You, I'm such a nice person. Didn't want to hurt your feelings, but right. you just made this easy. <laughs> yes. But I, I followed up before and, and said, you know, Hey, just double checking that you got my last text. I'm assuming that you have, and this is just my line. I say, well, you know, I'm assuming you got married already and I <laughs> wish I'd have been invited to the wedding. You know, whatever. That's funny. And yeah, I try to be, <laughs> humor's I always, try to be funny. Yes. And I honestly, I'll use humor sometimes too. If, yeah. you know, if I haven't heard from somebody, but there have been instances where I've not been intimate with someone dated them, you know, off and on for a couple times or whatever and never hear from them and just let it go. Yeah. Like, you know, because it's clear right. that it's just not going to go anywhere. Sure. And you know, it does so suck it's, whenever you're feeling something. Yes. And, and obviously that to me, that's when it hurts. Mm -hmm. And we want to, and we it's, want to avoid that. And so that's why I think we, we protect ourselves so much, Oh yeah, which is why the, you know, going back to that, what I wanted to ask you is, do you feel like you're, you found a balance? Do you feel like you found a, a center place from Uber protecting your heart so you don't get hurt and shutting it completely off? And now, you know, I mean, where are you in that, in that journey of, okay, I'm, you know, I'm here, I'm ready to, I want to find a relationship. Where, where's your heart at? Like, yeah, my heart, I've, I mean, I feel like my heart's in a good space. Um, and I still, it's guarded, but that's only just for my own protection. Mm -hmm. Um, but I would say, I would say, yeah, now after two years, you know, I've dated enough. I've had my heart kind of rebroken again a few times. I've been able to fine tune myself and look at the common denominators in the relationships that either didn't work out or didn't go as planned or whatever. Like I, I can see these patterns one of the patterns that I've learned about myself that's been very eye-opening is I'm two different people. When I like you, I'm a fucktard. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I do, I, I show my cards, you know, I, I'm, you can, if I'm into you, yeah. you're going to know it. Right. And if I'm not into you, you're not going to know it. 
because you might just take it that I'm playing hard to get or that I'm super busy or whatever. And that's the challenge. You know, that's mm-hmm. the challenge for me. It's, it's almost like I'm two different people. I'm one guy when I like you, when I'm, when I you know, kind of like you, but don't think it's a forever. I'm an, I'm a little other, I'm a little different. And that's, I'm still working on that part, you know, to, and what I mean by that is not like I'm intentionally trying to be different. It's like, yeah. if I like you, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm excited. And it's like, you want to see me? Yes. I'll change all my plans so I can see you. Like I'm that guy, yeah. you know, I'm the guy that, that will, if I'll do whatever I can to spend time with you and be around you and be with you because I like you and I'm, I want to be with you. Whereas on the other side, I'm not as available, you know, and, and that's tough, you know, for me and others, you know, I've had, I've hurt women that I hate, I hate hurting people. Right. Um, but I've had it happen, you know, where, you know, my, my lack of interest in them is creating more of a mystery of me to them. And so, you know, you watch every dating coach that I've ever seen any YouTube things on is, you know, wait to text back, play a little cool, like, which I don't believe in all that bullshit, but the problem is that's how I act when I'm not that into you. Okay. Is that's how I act. So you're not going, you're going to give a hundred percent of Timmy to the person that That you're interested about. about and not so much, which is, I think, completely normal yeah that i mean why would you give all of yourself right or put a hundred percent into something i shouldn't say give all yourself but putting a hundred percent into something that you're really not sh- sure well you uh, to me it'd be disingenuous to me exactly it would be, it would be paramount to lying yes. because if i yeah. if i'm not really into you but i'm treating you like i'm into you that's i would be love bombing you yes the crazy here so okay this is i'm glad we're talking about this so I'm a love bomber, but I only love bomb when I like you. Mm-hmm. And that is my problem because the girls that I don't love bomb are the ones that typically fall for me. The ones that I love bomb don't as much. Like that's what I've noticed. It's like, oh my gosh, I really like this person. I see this potential. Da-da-da. Like I'm so excited. I'm love bombing them. I'm Telling them how beautiful they are. I'm, 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 I'm an over the top person. If I like you, you are not going to feel lonely. You're not going to feel not loved. You're not going to feel like you're number one. Like you're going to feel like, Whoa, Timmy now, not, I mean, I have my own life, but I'm just like, I'm, I'm an over communicator when I'm into you. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's the, the, the challenge is I, I love bomb when I'm, and then the problem is the way I'm acting when I'm not that into you is what does attract for whatever reason. It, what comes to mind to me is that when you are, when you're not that attract, you know, into somebody and you're not love bombing them, you're putting out because you're not doing that. You're putting out a, it, you're protecting like you're, I'm protecting you know, them you're, you're protect- and me. Yes, but- I could love bomb them and yes. like, they're already in love with me. They right. would go that shit crazy. Like, oh my God, he's yeah. totally into me. Yeah. So I feel like so that's you, then you, you don't have, yes, which is good. I mean, I, I, I think it's fantastic that you're, you know, 
doing that is being authentic as you can. But I wonder, and this is just, I mean, this is crazy. Like, I don't know if this has any reality at all in your life, but are you, are you protecting yourself by going to that space of love bombing somebody so much that you push them away? Yeah. Just like not, and you're attracting that because you know it's safe. It's safe to not text these women and they're going to be attracted to that. That's safe yeah. because you don't have to become emotionally attached to them. Yeah. Whereas, and it sounds counterintuitive, Very counterintuitive, but it almost sounds like that's your, that's your go-to persona to protect yourself yeah. from actually, because you know what's going to happen. It's, it's happened over and over and over again. So that's why I'm saying like, where's the balance for Timmy yeah. and, and me too. Like, where's the balance in that yeah. from, you know, one extreme or the other. That's when you find that balance, that's when, you yeah. know, the good shit can happen because. Right. I think, you know, the, the, probably the re well, not probably, I think as we're talking about this, if I'm therapizing myself, I think the, the more genuine Timmy is who I am around the person that I'm not as into. Yes. Because I don't safer. care. It's safer. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't much care safer. if they don't like me. Yes. I, if they end, if they said, I don't want to have fun with you anymore. I'd be like, okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'd be bummed because I like them enough to like, I would never be intimate with someone I didn't like. So, right. so if I'm intimate with you, that means I like you, but just because I'm intimate with you doesn't mean that I think you're for forever. Right. Um, and that, yeah, I would say the more genuine me is the one that those women get to see the ones that I'm not as into get to see me not trying to impress, right. not making sure I'm always dressed good or look, right. have my hair right or whatever, or bullshit. adjusting your schedule for someone else. Right. That's not, yeah, I'll say that's no, not, I'll say, Hey, I've got a date with my son. Right. I can't. For this, for this, for those women, but for the, for the ones you want to love bomb, you just available. said, yes, you're overly available. So somewhere in the middle there yeah. is. Yeah. Cause I think it's, it's, I mean, it makes sense, right? I mean, we've all read those romance books and like when people first meet and they're giddy about each other, I mean, you do. <laughs> and then they hate do. each other and yeah, then they rip I mean, each other's clothes off and then they love well, each we, other. We've all each seen other. the notebook, Yes, you know, how they like fought like crazy and all the things that happened and. You know, I recently watched that movie and I just was like, ah, such a good movie. I know you so know? many guys that that is like their go-to romance. Like if they're, if that's they not had my go-to, but I do like that. It. So, so many guys love that movie. Yeah. That's like, and I, it just blows my mind. Well, there's it's something, like, there's something very attractive about, um, about wholesome goodness. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's the Andy Griffith show. Yeah. It's, you know, it's the leave it to beaver. It, it, there's something that's very attractive about that. Um, and I think all of us long to, like, we all want to be that person at the end of our life. Like I was a good, honest, fair, you know, person. Right. I did the right thing. Yes. I yeah. did the right things, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think that's what's so attractive about it. So I think as a guy, I love the notebook. It's not my favorite. I mean, it's not even in my top 10 probably, but uh, serendipity and Sabrina are my two top, <laughs> top ones. But, um, I think what I like about the notebook is his, that to me, what true love really is, 
it's a decision. It's a commitment. And, and there was love between them, even when, you know, she got engaged to someone else and, and he had a fuck buddy or whatever that, you know, um, that he was clearly honest with about where his heart really was. Cause when the girl he was sleeping with met her and he was like, he, she was like, this is her, this yeah. is the one you, you know, so you could tell he had been honest and said, Hey, I can't get serious with you, but I'll be intimate with you. Um, you know, that was never said, but that's, that's what was going on. And then here she was, you know, engaged to this other guy and, and it wasn't in, and that's another case in point of, he wasn't a bad guy. Yeah. It wasn't that he was a bad guy and this other guy was better. She just had this love connection mm -hmm. with him. And, you know, uh, it's so attractive to see. Unfortunately, I'm so, I still like the magical, mm -hmm. like it's the element in notebook that, you know, that love always brings you back together. I mean, those kinds of things are very touching to me. It's just like serendipity. It's yeah. love at first sight. I mean, they first see each other and, and then they have, you know, they go their separate ways and then they come back and what they initially felt for each other was still there. Like, that's just fucking awesome. I love that kind of story. Well, and it's the the battle that went on to get to each other too. I think that is yes. so for me, that's the piece that I like about that movie is just they both wanted to find each other. They both were longing for that, you know, for that in that battle and the fight that they had, the, all the turmoil they had to go through to yeah. get there. And then they did like that to me, that's the, like, yeah. that's what I love about that no, movie. Love, there is, there is no love without a fight. Like, right. Yeah. Maybe not initially, uh, but at some point uh, love is going to be a fight. And I tell couples yeah. that when I marry, you know, all the weddings I do, I always say, listen, right now it's easy. Like you guys are, you know, always hot in the pants for each other and just g giggly at the thought of each other. I mean that at every moment of every day right now, that, and that's good. That's the way it should be. And, and you can actually have that for an entire marriage. You know, I did for the majority of my marriage, I felt giddy, you know, about it. that's how I really was. And so I know it's totally possible uh, to maintain it. And, but I'll make sure couples know, like now it's easy and you feel like it. You know, you feel like having sex. There will come a day, believe it or not, you won't feel like it, Yeah. you know? And what do you do? Just because you don't feel like it? Does that mean it like, you know, like yeah. someone yeah. in that situation, someone wins and someone loses, mm -hmm. you know, you don't want to have sex. And so you don't, the person that your your partner wanted to have sex and they don't, Yeah. they wanted it and didn't get it. You wanted it and got what you wanted. And so now this is unfair. Now you're in a relationship where one person is getting what they want. And the other person doesn't get what they want. And that kind of a relationship cannot go on. No, you know, not for long yeah. until, unless not until, but unless someone accepts it, if they say, well, I guess I'm just going to be in a sexless marriage. I mean, who am I to judge if that's what kind of marriage you're willing to be in, to be with that person? I, I can't, yeah, I wouldn't, right. <laughs> I wouldn't be in a sexless marriage. There's just no, no way I would ever no. do that. Um, but you know, I mean, that's, that's for each the person yeah. to decide, you know, whatever, but, um, yeah, I lost my train of thought, but yeah, relationships aren't, aren't easy always. Right. Um, it's, it's, and I think that's the other part about the notebook probably is, you know, when they first came together, 
it was easy. They just were crazy for each other, even though he fought, which was very creepy. If you really watch the movie, you know what I mean? If you really watch the movie, he seemed creepy, you know, jumping up on the Ferris wheel. Yeah. Like the movie kind of, you know, kind of makes it feel super cute and whatever. I think it's if you do that today, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's love bombing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've done stuff is- not half as crazy as that. And women <laughs> ran from me because of it. Yeah. Right. Um, it always looks better in the movies. Yes. They make it look good. I mean, yeah, yeah, I I, I jokingly, I think first date, which when I said this, you were like, well, you keep being you, Timmy, but I'm like, no, Pammy, you're wrong. (laughs) I agree. I I, I know where you're going with this. Brought flowers on the first date, you know, nearly imposed or, uh, 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 imposed. Proposed. Proposed. Thank you. I nearly proposed, you know, on the, by the third date, you know, people go, Oh, I have sex on the third date. No, I propose on the third date. You go out with me. And if I'm into you, yeah. but that's the problem. I, I don't know how you are, but I'm, I'm a fast fall in love or I can, Yeah. I can, I've definitely been around people. I don't know. I don't know what will happen this time, Pammy. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know the future clearly. Mm. Um, so I don't know, you know, will I meet someone and see him at a grocery store and just be like, oh my God. And, and her look at me and think the same thing. That's where the magic is. You know, I, mm-hmm. I fall in love all, every time I go grocery shopping, <laughs> Pammy, I'm serious. Yeah. I do. I go grocery shopping and I'm like, oh my gosh, she's so cute. You know, I, and, yeah. and, and I usually don't let that situation go. I mean, I usually will talk to someone. Cause I am such a hopeless romantic. I'm like, what if she is the one, yeah. if that is the one and I fucking shop yes. and then leave, yeah. will I see her again? Yes. Maybe not. I don't know. You know, so I'm very, it's like, seize the opportunity. I mean, I, Pammy, mad Lord, I, I was driving down the road and saw a girl. I turned my, <laughs> I'm not kidding. I whipped a U-turn, drove back. And I'm thinking to myself, hopefully this isn't going to freak her out because I'm all of a sudden thinking this <laughs> Did might you seem pick a little some wildflowers on the way back. <laughs> I would have like, I'm that kind of guy. I rolled up my window and I said, I go, Oh my God, I know this seems a little creepy, but I just saw you when I drove by and I had to turn around, you know, wanted to find out if you were single, if I could take you out. And, and she was single and it was great. We had a fun, <laughs> but you know, that's, that's me. Yeah. Like I, I just, I don't know. Like, you know, not only, and maybe I can be selfless here because <laughs> I'm thinking, what if she's my person and I drive by and don't get it right? That's selfish. But then what if I'm her person? Like, what if, what if I'm as much as I'm going to maybe love her, she's going to love me. And like, she'll always remember, Oh my God, that guy turned around. Can you imagine? Like to me, the thought of my future wife, when she's talking to all her girlfriends going, Oh my God, I was in the frozen food aisle <laughs> and he just walked over and told me how pretty I was. And he gave me his number and, and here we are. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I love that. Not that yeah. it has to be the grocery store, but it's like right. something rather than how'd you meet? And there's no shame to this. Maybe this is how I'm going to end up meeting my wife. <laughs> I was on Craigslist and you know, <laughs> right. Like, right. right. The, not that because I do a lot of weddings and they meet on Bumble or Hinge yeah. or whatever. And so, yeah, it, no, I'm just saying if I could have anything I want, I would rather meet like that. Like I'd rather have met at a grocery store, Yeah, you know, like that would be just cool rather than, you know, yeah, we swiped right on each other. And, but then again, you know, I'm on the line thing. So whatever. Well, and you're open to it. And I think that's, I think that's key. Avoiding the desperation of it though, 
you know. Love bombing makes me fe- seem desperate. Yes, yes. Yes. And, and flipping a Yui in the street because you think she might be, you know, the one is, does that feel a little desperate? <laughs> I mean, it seems, bit, it seems it. a little desperate to me. To me. <laughs> I'm not, well, well, just, let me just make a comment, no, not yeah. ask a question, but there, and I had someone tell me this because I, I was, I was, um, disappointed that I had, you know, dated someone and they ended up not being that person, yeah. the person, my person, when yeah. I thought that's what the universe was giving me. Yeah. And she said, are you on a time frame? Like, are you on some kind of a schedule for this? You know? And I'm like, well, I, you know, I am 53. Like I, you know, I don't want to be 80 yeah. and, and finding the person I really <laughs> kind of want to spend, right. you know, the best years of my life. And I mean, yes, I want to live to a hundred, but I'm sure. just like in a very vital way, by the way, not right. in a yeah. nursing home, but I, I was in a desperation mode. And so I found, you know, I was dating someone who was very, overly available and wanted to all my time. And that's not what I want either. But because I put out there that I was, you know, I'm like, I'm going to find the one, like, I'm going to find this person. It was like, all right, let's just show you what you can find. And there was a desperation to it is all I'm saying, but learning to take that piece away and that it must, that I must follow through in order for the universe to bring me what it is that, that I deserve or that I want and just being open to it yeah. and saying, okay, it can, it can happen. However, and it, and it may be, she's coming up to you. It may not always be you. That would be, that'd be you cool. know what I mean? Like it could I mean, happen, that, happen that way. It cool, could happen yeah. that way. So it's, it's not trying, it's almost like you're trying to control the universe's, you know, right. And see, that'd be and, two different belief systems because it's, there's the, and I don't know which one is right. I really don't. I, I don't, and I know I maybe lean more to one side or the other, but it's like the, you know, the guy that, you know, loses his job and he's just chill and going to trust the universe to bring him another opportunity. And, and sometimes the universe does. And then there's the other person that's like, no, man, they get the resume sharpened up and they go beat the doors down and then they find a job too. So mm-hmm. it's like, you can tell that the, the universe works both ways. And to a couple things, one to force myself into just trust the universe when what if the one at the grocery store, what if that ends up being my story? And yeah. does that make sense? It like does, it's, it, cause yeah, I don't feel desperate. Like I don't mind being alone. Like I've, no. I've been single now for two years. I love it. Yeah. I really do. Like I don't cry myself to sleep. I literally enjoy it. Now I enjoy companionship too. Right. Uh, and want companionship. I don't want to be alone forever, but like I'm good. Like I really, I'm fine. Like I don't feel desperate. I'm not in a hurry. I am definitely not in a hurry to make a mistake. So I am definitely not in a hurry and I'm not desperate, but yes, it seems desperate. Like to turn around and go meet, like mm-hmm. go, that seems desperate, but I don't, it's not from a, from a motivation of desperate. Like I don't feel desperate, mm-hmm. but my antics definitely can seem desperate or like when I really like someone, I seem like I'm, you know, lonely and de- what all mm-hmm. that it's like, well, that's not my, no, no, I'm doing this because I'm crazy about you. And yeah. literally because I'm crazy about you, I'm <laughs> acting crazy, right. you know? Um, yeah. And it's not in, in, 
so it is, it's, it's an emotional state. And I think that's, you know, you clarified that some people that might be a desperate move, Yeah. but if you're not feeling desperate, then it's not a desperate move. So, I mean, that's, that is the whole, the biggest piece of it is where are you emotionally? Like what, when you make those decisions, like for me to get on Bumble or to choose to, talk to somebody in a bar or whatever it is. What is my motivation? Yes. Is my motivation driven by fear? Is my motivation driven by um, excitement or joy or anticipation or passion or whatever it is? That is going to be the end result of, yeah. of what I'm doing. So I, I guess that is, I'm glad you clarified that because yes, the actions that you took seem desperate, but if you're not feeling desperate, then it's not a desperate move. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, well, it's just like wanting to sleep with someone. Well, he's just lustful. Well, not, no, just, <laughs> like, just, like it might just be one step sex. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, you know, like just wanting sex. That means, oh, you're a sex addict. No, I just really like sex. Like it's not a, an addiction. Is that, is that so? Yeah, yeah, oh, I, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. In other words, you're for one person, right? You're an alcoholic. Why? You had a glass of wine. Wait. <laughs> But for some, that would yes. be, yes, to that would be right. So you're right. Yeah. My motivation. Yeah. I feel no desperation. I don't need a girlfriend. Yeah. I want one. Right. I don't need one. Even with the holidays coming and old cuffing season, and all that bullshit people talk about. I'm, I'm not, if I, if I cuff up with someone great, if I don't great, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Whatever. It's fine. It's, it's not, uh, I'm definitely not in a hurry. I, 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 and maybe it's, you know, you and I share this, maybe so you share this feeling, but you know, after 25 years marriage, 25 years married. Yeah. I'm definitely not like, I don't want to move any with anybody by the end of December. Like I'm not right. looking to like rush this whole experience. I'm, I'm down for the, for the process. Yes. I'm, I'm down for the, yeah, just seeing where where the world takes me and where the universe leads me and mm-hmm. who the universe leads me to and you know that kind of thing for sure. All right, Pammy, I think I think we should save all of our wisdom for dating. <laughs> all my for therapy, later. all Tammy's therapy for the next <laughs> we'll, episode. We'll do all of the the. We'll let all of our secrets out. Um, in the next coming episodes. Yeah. I'm super excited to do a monthly dating episode. Yeah. This is going to be be good. Yeah. It'll be fun. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. If you have any topic ideas or want to ever be a part of the podcast, we can always call you in, do an open call in radio show type deal. Just email Timmy at TimmyGibson.com. Everybody. We love you. Peace. (laughs) 